Hello, hello, everybody. My name is Rick Napier, the CEO at 321BizDev LLC, located in Sacramento County, California. And 321BizDev is a sales system training and business development consulting firm, which helps white collar small business owners improve sales performance and sales productivity. We're also the first company that I can find that has started a digital networking platform that we call Digital Networking Sessions to help small business owners collaborate uh, in a meaningful way and, and find leads and, and profit from the collaboration. So today is March 7th, 2023. And right now we have a returning uh, guest on the DNS show. Her name is Jessica Macho and she just changed her website. It's now prestigelnc.net. So good morning or good afternoon, Jessica in Western Pennsylvania. How are you doing? Hi, Rick, I'm doing very well. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. And I just wanna make the announcement that you are now sort of what we call the anchor for the Midwest and uh, Midwest small business owners. If you're looking for someone to at least uh, speak with about legal nurse consulting or any uh, digital networking uh, session that we have, uh, Jessica is also an alternative contact that you can reach. And these Western states or Midwestern states uh, start as far south as Missouri, all the way up to Minnesota, many, uh, Wisconsin, Ohio, Indiana, uh, Illinois, and uh, you know states that are considered mid Midwest. So, what's on your mind this morning, Jessica? Oh, geez. Well, um, where to begin with that? <laughs> uh, bear with me. I am a little congested here today, um, fighting a little bit of a cold. So, uh, thanks to the really cold days that turn into really warm days, and then go back to really cold days so mother nature can't make up her mind um <laughs> i don't know what do you want to talk about today let's see well i know for, for you you've been very diligent in reaching out to attorneys and now you're starting to um reach out or i should say the opposite consumers are starting to reach out to you and i believe it's a it's a testament to your uh, the way you work and the way you think and, and how open you are to connecting with people, both attorneys and the consumers. And I think, Jessica, in a few weeks, if not months, you will have more consumers reaching out to you because, yeah, the attorneys have to do their part from a legal basis. But I believe being a registered nurse and having uh, the level one trauma center that you had, the 12 years experience that you have, that's gotta count for something in the eyes of the consumer. I sure hope so, uh, because it definitely isn't something that you can just wake up one day and do. Uh, you know, especially in the realm of nursing that I worked in uh, for those nearly 12 years. Uh, you know, it takes a lot of dedication, it takes a lot of compassion, and it takes a lot of hard work, um, you know, and, and continuously educating yourself on a daily basis, which I still, still do um, this many years later. So, uh, yes, I have been actually working with consumers more from that aspect and getting them in contact with the right attorneys to help them achieve the outcome 
in which they are are looking for, whether it's, you know, a personal injury case from a car accident or, you know, a slip and fall or perhaps even uh, an injury from a short-term stay in a nursing facility or a, a skilled nursing facility, you know, the types of injuries can be vast and there's there's no specific reason or specific area that I focus on. Um, you know, because I am unbiased in either situation, I will work for the plaintiff, for the defendant, um, you know, and trying to get them the compensation that they they are looking for. Exactly. And the reason why I say that in a short, in a few short weeks or maybe a, a few short months, as more people know that they don't have to start with the attorney, maybe they can start with you. And, and maybe that'll be a, a great sort of buffer for attorneys uh, to say, OK, well, you know, instead of you know taking a case or at least having a consultation for the case, I know a lot of attorneys offer the 60 minute consultation. Now they have Jessica as a sort of a second channel to what they're doing. And now Jessica can maybe look at cases from uh, a medical records perspective and, you know, still, you know, the person still wants to talk to an attorney. You have, you have a growing list of attorneys that you're now working with. And some attorney may say, yes, I want to take that case based on your recommendations, looking at the records and that attorney, can officially hire you to do the, me the medical records uh, work. The reason why I mention that is because I think about it like this. Sometimes when people have car problems, they won't go to the auto repair shop first. Like I have a guy who's a friend of mine. I call him the car whisperer. This guy can look at a Lamborghini and you know turn the key, um, look at some other things and he can tell you within probably five or 10 minutes what's wrong with the car. And I know a lot of people who have car problems. I'm not saying they don't trust the auto mechanics, but they would like to get what we both know of as a second opinion. And with that second opinion, the, you could, you know, the auto mechanic may say, or someone, you know, that's a mechanic will say, well, we know it's not this, we, it's not this, it's not this, it's probably this. So that consumer takes their car to the auto repair shop and they listen to the mechanic that works at the shop and the shop mechanic may say the same thing as your friend said. So that gives you some assurance that <laughs> I hate to say it, that you won't get ripped off from the auto repair shop. But so I see it. I see some very I see some strong similarities in what you're doing for attorneys and more so for consumers if they call you first, as I do, who people when people need a second opinion about something that may cost them, you know, five hundred to two thousand dollars. Does that does that sort of make sense, the auto mechanic example? It does. It does. And it's very similar. I mean, I have people that reach out to me and they say, hey, what do you think about, you know, what happened to me while I was in the hospital for you know, these injuries. And so we kind of start to talk about it. They tell me what happened and, and, um, you know, sometimes I'll say, you know what, that sounds pretty, pretty standard to me. And, and unfortunately, while it, you know, wasn't the, the most pleasant of situations for you, that's, that's part of, of the process, unfortunately. Um, but then there are instances where 
it just really doesn't seem right and something seems off. Um, mm -hmm. You know, unfortunately, uh, initially I only have uh access to what they tell me so it's a lot of me just gathering the information sort of the um you know i'm, I'm doing like a, a base assessment almost uh you know to to find out the background information and then i have my go-to attorneys um hopefully that list will continue to grow and grow in in particular areas um and then i reach out to them and i say hey i have a consumer that reached out to me this is the story um, you know, this is what they're claiming is, you know, their, their injury at this point or the deficit in which they're living with now or whatever the situation may be. And, um, if this is something you would want to work on together, uh, you know, let me know. And then we can start reviewing, you know, medical records and I can really start to pinpoint, uh, you know, what, areas they're claiming happens, which may or may not. And a lot of times too, um, that's a really great opportunity for the attorney um, as far as whether a case has merit, uh, because you know every attorney wants to take that case, obviously. Um, you know, it's every case I would like to think has potential for something, um, but that's not always easy to get done and, and a, a task that's necessarily easy to take on. So sometimes, even if you're kind of on the fence, whether a case holds merit or not, you need just that second, you know, set of eyes to look through things. So that's kind of where I come in, um, in where I can really look at the case and help determine whether that particular situation has enough value for that attorney to spend their time and energy on um you know because obviously they don't want to take a case that really isn't going to have a significant you know outcome based on on what they portray as what happened and what they're saying versus what the records actually say um, because they can be two very different things um so that aspect of things is where the the value is huge because it can really help determine whether that case is worth you know adding to their list of of cases to try so um i have been you know working with attorneys more and more starting with the consumer yes yes i agree and do you want to do you want to tell the public about your your mission statement because your mission statement is so powerful and just want to let you know and other people when i was in corporate america we used to spend gosh like four or five people maybe three or four hours maybe one whole day and return the next day on our mission statement so we'd have all of these we, on, the, on the whiteboard we have all the mission statements written on the white on the right on the whiteboard and we'd have to select the one that has uh more power or resonates the most and what we would do is we'd bring in maybe like a co-worker who does not work in market sales and marketing and so we'll have we would have like five people come in and say which mission statement you know you know uh, speaks to you the most and that's how we would determine what which mission statement to use so what is the mission statement that you have come up with 
in the last week? So the mission statement that I have uh, come up with um, is that we review consumer medical records to assist attorneys in delivering the highest cash settlements possible to injured clients across North America. I love it. I love it. And on that note, oh, so and please uh, just let people know how they can get in contact with you before we move to the executive sales topic for today. Absolutely. So I am reachable via phone. Uh, my number is 814-330-3847. I have an email address that recently changed because I wanted to make it easier for everybody uh, and shorten it a bit. So it is jmacho at prestigelnc.net. And I have a website, as you mentioned earlier, uh, prestigelnc.net. Uh, otherwise, I'm on all social media platforms with the exception of Twitter. And all of my contact information is available that way as well. Awesome. I love it. I love it. So let's move on to the uh, topic for today. And that topic is, oh, <laughs> can you see my screen? Um, hold on, I'm getting back here. <laughs> I actually got out of the screen. I can't, no. Okay, let me fix that. I know what I did. Let's see, let's see. So, let's see. All right, let's see here. Okay, let's see if that works. How about that? There it is. Two out of three is not bad. I'm, I'm getting there. Okay, so, so today's executive sales topic is about pull marketing as opposed to push marketing. And I just want to say, when I say executive sales topic, that's not something to puff up the subject matter. Executive sales topic simply means that this is a topic that is not typically uh, mentioned in day-to-day -day <clears throat> sales system training. It's not something that you learn working at a, a company that where you're a call center. It's not something if you sign up for an insurance company, even some of the big names like um, uh, Ameriprise or if you're selling like a John Deere, you may hear about it if you go through a training, if you're selling John Deere tractors. Um, so it's, so executive just means that it's not something that is not, it's, it's something that is not typically discussed at most companies that have sales and marketing programs. And I will say that with 321BizDev, when I wrote the 180 page a sales system manual, I had to pull this subject matter in because I could not find it anyplace else. Even though I, I heard about it a little in corporate America, it wasn't developed as much as I would like it to be developed. So I, I have added pull marketing as opposed to push marketing as a very important topic to help uh, white collar small business owners, especially the small business owners that, are, that have products and services at prices starting at $1,000 per transaction and higher. 
So before we talk about pull marketing, I need to talk about the differences between push and pull. Push marketing typically means that the, the person is pushing their product. And that's not a bad thing. It just, it just means that, for instance, when you walk into the store, like a grocery store, they'll say, you know, 25% off. Okay, 25% off means, oh gosh, I, I'm, I'm being pushed to that product. You would, think it's, you, you would think that you're being pulled, but it's actually being pushed. Uh, push marketing is designed for quick reaction purchases. Quick reaction purchases. A, a restaurant may say, we have two for one drinks, you know, on Fridays and Saturdays. Okay, that's push marketing. Uh, not something maybe you, you didn't want, uh, but two for one, you're there, you know, you might uh, go to that restaurant just for the drinks, two for one drinks. And after you experience those two for one drinks, you don't ever go back. There's a restaurant here in California that I go to, and I primarily go to it on my birthday because they have a veteran special, military veteran special. Now, do I go to that restaurant a lot? Probably in a year, I may go four times. It's nothing bad about the restaurant, it's just not a, a restaurant that I, that I think about a lot. Now, when I get there, I enjoy the food 100%. The service is great. The food is great. It's just I need the push to get there. So what is pull marketing? Pull marketing is more so for your, your higher priced items. It's also um, a philosophy where the, the salesperson or the small business owner it's going to do a lot more work up front to get that product or service in the hands of the consumer. Pull marketing works on catering to the consumer's needs. So when I say uh, pull marketing, I don't want people to think that it's a gimmick. There's nothing gimmicky about pull marketing because if a consumer is going to separate uh, from their bank account a thousand, five thousand, twenty-five thousand dollars on a transaction, that consumer needs to feel that they're getting extreme value for their money and that the decision to purchase is the consumer's decision. There's no room in pull marketing for gimmicks. And that's the reason why I love 321BizDev because we don't use gimmicks. <laughs> we think gimmicks are so so short-sighted and it has a, um, a, um, a short cliff. You, you, you buy the product if you find out it was a gimmick. And here's a gimmick. If you buy today, you get 35% off. Okay, that's definitely push marketing. So what about, what about if I buy tomorrow? Oh, <laughs> there's no 35% off. Okay, so that's a gimmick that I can't stand when I hear it. I think companies that offer gimmicks like that, um, I don't think they're being truthful or you know, upfront with, with the potential customer. I even had a guy maybe seven years ago, uh, he came onto one of my podcast episodes on Blog Talk Radio and challenged me on the fact that I said using gimmicks uh, is, a, is not a good strategy. So we went back and forth, it was all good, it was all professional, but 321BizDev is not a push marketing company. We are a pull marketing company because we want the consumer or whoever the consumer might be, the attorney, the CPA, someone looking for sales system training, we want the decision to be their decision. And why is it their decision? Because with pull marketing, 
it's really a Q&A process. Uh, the Q&A process asks a bunch of questions, and the questions are intended to get the consumer talking about how he or she feels about their current situation. And when a person feels a certain way about their current situation, they have two choices. They can keep leave the situation as is and not do anything, or they can say, or their brain says, their brain says, Ted, we need to change the situation. And now is the time to change it because the brain has asked, the brain was asked a bunch of questions in the Q&A. And we go into extensive uh, training about pull marketing and what we use for pull marketing is something called the prospect interview form. For people who want to improve their business within the next 30 days, I recommend that they, they become a, a 321 sales system training student or client because this one form, the pull, the prospect interview form, is a game changer. Now that word game changer might seem like a push marketing technique, but I can stand behind saying that using the prospect interview form is a game changer because uh, I have so many references of people that have used the prospect interview form and pull marketing. If you ever wanna to talk to them, I could probably got 20 to 25 references of people who will tell you how the pull marketing form or the prospect interview form using pull marketing has worked successfully and the consumer feels great after they buy the small business owner feels great in the in the transaction that they they honestly represented their product they put the consumer in a better position after the sale than they were before the sale the product or service will do exactly what the small business owner says it will do so on that note jessica what do you think about pool marketing? Just to get your feedback. I was, when I took the 321 BizDev uh, course, it was eye-opening, um, you know, and I tend to agree sometimes, and, and no offense to anybody that does it, um, you know, but the push marketing tends to, at times, seem to come uh, with desperation sometimes. Uh, you know, hey, if you buy today, you get 30% off. Um, that's really just, to me, comes off, you know, as you're just trying to get somebody in the door. Um, you know, of course, certain businesses, that's well and good, but what we do, you know, here, the, the types of businesses that you and I both um, own and run, you know, that's definitely not, a system that we want you know to to use so with the pool uh marketing you know it's it's definitely uh different um but it's very strategic um and once you know you get to become a little bit more comfortable with that you know it definitely works yeah absolutely so attorneys cpas dentists plastic surgeons general contractors insurance brokers, real estate brokers, or any traditional small business owner that sells a product or service starting at $1,000 or higher, they definitely should use uh, the pool marketing and the, the 321 prospect interview form because it is, like I said, it's a game changer. When a consumer 
makes up in his or her mind that they need to move forward. There's no need for these things called objection handling techniques. There's no need to walk in the door and, and think about your boss that said, you know what, you know what, Helen, don't come back without a sale. Remember, always be closing. That's our model here at Acme, whatever your product or service is. Um, I, I get tickled. I can, I can snuff out. Uh, I can snuff out a push marketing so quickly. And it's not the fault of the, of the, the person. That's all they've been trained to do. And they've always, they've been trained to do, um, you know, push marketing and ABC always be closing. And it's just one of those things where, you know, you know, if, if I really want the product, I'll buy it and see, and, 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 and I need to just close with this. When someone wants a product, that means that, uh, in the, in the, in the, in the arena of, of, of closing. 7% of the people will always buy because they, they intended to buy anyway. So what pull marketing does, it focuses on the 93% of the people who are looking for what we call at 321Biz, a great sales experience. The sales experience happens from the time you contact the person until the time, until that time they say, yes, I'm ready to move forward with the, the product or service. So just, just think about this. The sales experience has nothing to do with the delivery of the product. That's something that happens after the person says yes. So the sales experience is from contacting, prospecting, appointment setting, closing, and getting the referrals. And once that person says, yes, I'm ready to move forward, that is the end of the sales experience. Then, when the person moves forward and, and starts to get their roof installed and they're dealing with uh, you know, the ins and out of, of getting the product finished and, the, and the, the fulfillment of the product, that's the customer service part. And if the customer service part goes bad, then that's like, you know, that, that needs to be fixed 100%. And hopefully, and what I've seen, if the, if the front end sales experience is great, typically the customer service part is also great. So, but I want to close by saying my name is Rick Napier, the CEO at 321BizDev LLC. Our website for, for uh, the digital networking session is 321BizDev.com slash networking. This information is also available in Spanish through our Spanish uh, business partner, Jaylene Rodriguez. Her telephone number is 754-600-9997. And my number directly is 415-413. 0900. Or if you have my cell phone, if you're a client, you have my cell phone. So Jessica, I want to thank you for your time today. Um, I'm hoping that, that that cold will will end and you'll be back to normal in a couple of days. Thank you. I hope so. <laughs> Mother Nature just needs to make up her mind. <laughs> Absolutely. We sound great. I would I would have never known you had a cold, but take care and have a great uh, Tuesday. All right. You too. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.